0: hello everyone happy sunday welcome to the verse of the day my name is maxine and may god bless you all the verse of today comes from the lovely book of psalms chapter 20 verse 7 and i'll be reading it from the king james version and the passion translation feel free to like subscribe and share this platform we are definitely available on rss.com but you can also access these devotionals from apple spotify google uh, podcasts amazon music tuning and deezer we are trying our best to avail the podcast on as many platforms so it is accessible to as many people in the world so it can definitely spread the word of god spread his love and have as many people know the gospel and seek christ in order to have a glorious salvation Before we start, I'd just like to take a few minutes to praise God. It's always good to just speak on how good the Lord is. I always believe in thanksgiving through praise, and I also believe in a perfected praise. You're thanking God for what you've already seen that he's done for you, and a praise is the greatest thing you can do. God doesn't really need our money. He likes the sacrifice of praise. He's always dwelling in the midst of praise. We always seen even in Isaiah, he has angels that are constantly singing praise in the throne room saying, holy, holy, holy. Blessed is he who comes in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is holy. And so we have to also join and say thank you to the Lord our God for what he has done for us and if you're expecting something even greater for the Lord to show his presence in your life you're thanking him for a problem that is yet to be solved but you have seen the hand of the Lord upon your issue and the glory of God manifesting it's called perfected praise it's not just perfected praise that makes God look great that shows that God is great but it definitely shakes hell Because the last thing the enemy does expect is to see you praising God in the midst of your problem. And so, Abba, Father, our Lord God, who we serve, our Father in heaven, Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Holy Spirit, the mighty, mighty Spirit, the Father of all spirits, all power all authority, all dominion oh, shata, belongs to you we thank you for your presence in our lives we thank you that you constantly show us that we are in your presence and you are also in our presence we thank you for the gift of life we're thankful that we've been able to wake up and see the world and see our loved ones, we are able to have blessed hands in order to work in order to earn our living we're able to spend time with family and friends and just appreciate the society that we have we are thankful that you protect us for you have protected us from arrows that fly by day you've protected us from noisy pestilence you have you've you've given us safety and security you've set your angels to lift us up so that we do not have even any injury on our feet many people have fallen by our side but we stand with you for you walk with us You are with us. You comfort us. You guide us and you give us support. We thank you, O God. You are the miracle worker. You're the promise keeper. You're the light that shines out of darkness and darkness cannot comprehend. It is also written that all things were made by you, Jesus, and without you was not anything made that was made. In you there is life. And so we thank you that you are present in our lives. We ask you to receive our praise today. We thank you, Heavenly Father. You're a glorious God. You're a mighty God. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You are faithful and true Lamb of God. We worship you. Oh, Holy Spirit, the Father of all spirits, the life of God, the eternal life. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you that your presence with us each day can be manifested with light spiritual illumination that gives us understanding to know who God is, illumination that allows us to find and seek and receive the wisdom of God, illumination that gives us spiritual understanding to understand our life. We thank you that you're the lamp on our heads and the lamp on our feet, guiding us, directing us, showing us the way. And as we walk in our transformational pathway to glory, we are getting healed, we are getting comforted, we're getting taught And you intercede for us. Continue, O Holy Spirit. We thank you. Father God, as we receive the verse of today from Psalms 20 verse 7, I ask that you allow it to manifest in the flesh. Let it become alive in our hearts. It is about time that our lives are evangelists for you. We want results that show your glory. We want results that show your love. We want results that show your kindness. We want results that show your mercy. We want results that show your blessing in our lives. We want you to show up. And so the as we start the new week, as we commence a new season, Lord God, our prayer request is to have you revealed more and more in our lives I ask this trusting and believing in Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior whom I serve in Jesus mighty name I pray amen Psalms 20 verse 7 I will start with the King James version and it says some trust in chariots and some in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord our God in the passion translation it says some find the strength in their weapons and wisdom but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men our boast is in yahweh our god who makes us strong and gives us victory hallelujah this is wonderful this is literally god speaking to us and our response to when he speaks to us God is telling us that we have an attitude, and I believe it's our iniquity, that we think we know what's best for ourselves, and it's a very humbling experience to know that we don't know what's best for ourselves. We think we may do, but in Isaiah, I believe God says, "'My thoughts are above your thoughts, and my ways are above your ways.'" which means that God is ultimate, God is supreme, God is final. You don't know more than God, you're just a human being. And it's about time we just accept that. It doesn't mean that we're always wrong all the time, but it means that the way we think, there's a higher way to what we think, and that's in God. And so we should be encouraged because God's not stingy with his knowledge. God's not stingy with his solutions. God's not stingy with his blessings. God's not stingy with his anointings or his ordinances. They are for us to give, to to freely receive, not to give. They're there for us to freely receive. And he's ready and willing to give us anytime we seek him. There's just a process to it. And one, it takes our faith. And two, it takes obedience. So God is telling us that we find our strength in the weapons we use to defend ourselves. You might be facing an adversary. You might be facing a very tough situation where the whole world's against you or the world's coming for you. You might be in a situation with somebody you care for and love and they don't see your way and you're trying to make them see your way. You're showing yourself. You're showing your weapons. And you also seek human wisdom. There are two levels of wisdom. There's the human wisdom, and then there's God's wisdom. And it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with seeking the counsel of men. In fact, it's even encouraged in Proverbs. But we fail to remember that we should seek the counsel of God. We always keep on saying is, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God for help. I'm going to pray so that God can help me. And you know, when we say that, it sounds like We're going into the prayer room, we're going to our altars, and then we're going to have a conversation with our Lord and Savior. And he said, listen, God loves it. Bring forth your arguments, bring your petitions. Let's have a discussion, let's speak on it. And that's the power and the beauty about prayer because God loves to listen. And when we pray, we seem to say, God, help me, help me. I want you to do this for me. I need this to happen for me. And we fail to actually say, God, I'm here, and this is my problem. Show me your plan. Show me what I need to do, or show me what needs to happen. We seem to bring God into our plans rather than seek him for his plan. And I think we need to change that strategy. We need to seek God for his plan. Because he says, "When he steps in, he gives you a miracle; he delivers a miracle, and the miracle he delivers is deliverance and we seem to always feel that deliverance is just the removal of demons from bodies or de- removal of spirits from people, or it's just the deliverance from Jesus that the deliverance that Jesus Christ gave us." the sacrifice that he made the payment for our sins through the death and his resurrection but deliverance is also being relieved and being freed from what has held you captive what has held you down what has brought you down whoever who's put you down it could be that situation of financial debt it could be that marital strife it could be you're not getting along with your kids it could be in issues at the workplace it could be partnership relationship Uh, um, stagnation and delays. It could be the lack of spiritual hunger in your spiritual life in pursuing God. It could be the lack of energy to pursue life to make sure that you're achieving your life goals. It could be anything that's holding you down, that's holding you captive. Jesus is saying that the deliverance you need can never be won by man. So you need to stop trusting And putting your faith in man to sort out your problems stop having expectations from man and start having expectations in God he even goes on to say that when he delivers this miracle to you you have every right to boast that he is Yahweh our God who makes us strong and gives us victory now I don't know about you But I've not read any part in the Bible where God is defeated. God's always winning. God is always victorious. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted, you age-abiding doors, so that the King of glory can come in. Who is this King of glory? And it says the Lord God mighty, who's mighty and strong in battle. We've seen in the book of Revelations, Jesus comes and he defeats the evil and the enemy, the serpent. There is no defeat that's mentioned about Christ. There's no defeat that's mentioned in God. There's no defeat that's mentioned in the Holy Spirit because they have all power. All authority, all dominion, exousia, ragados, I love that. And we need to have our faith and expectation in that. So why are you going to look for man to solve your problems? Why are you going to look for a prophet to solve your problems? Why are you going to seek the prophet's word in order for you to have faith in the word that they're saying, rather than have the faith in the word of God, which he is saying to you? God speaks to us each day. God spoke to a donkey. God spoke to a tree. What makes us think? The God who said we're little lower than him, Elohim, that he can't reach us? Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying prophets are wrong, but God says tests their spirit. At the end of the day, when you're getting a prophecy, what does the word of God say in relation to that prophecy? Many people go to psychic readings, they look at astrology, they look at their stars, they go to mediums, they're trusting human beings that God made, that tap into the spirit realm, looking at alternatives, and God tells us to stay away from those things, God tells us to stay away from such mediums, such platforms. For they just see certain things in the spirit, but God who is the author and finisher of faith, the creator of the heavens and earth, the the man who, the God who made you and knows each and every strand in your hair has the willingness and readiness to fellowship with you and give you your plan for your life, tell you this is what you do next. And he knows he's going to release it to you in batches. He doesn't give it to you all at once. Because we're human, we'll definitely act in some weird, weird way because of our, our natural iniquities. But God knows it's time to release this in her because she's ready to receive it. Because she's fulfilled the conditions in terms of how she thinks, how she's pursuing things. And now I can reveal the next stage for her in her life. We seem to think that when we take matters in our own hands and what we expect should happen instantly and we still think that, you know, if I leave it to God to step in, it will take ages, it will take months, it will take years. This is the faith that I have. In the book of John 1.5, it says, the light that shines out of darkness and darkness cannot comprehend. That's who Jesus is. So let's look at the book of Acts and remember how we came across Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus was a man who was keen to kill Christians. He planned their exit. He murdered them without fail. He would go to city after city, plotting how to annihilate the Christians. And on his way to Damascus, he had an agenda. He had a plan. He had strength in his weapons and his wisdom. But a miracle happened, there was deliverance right on the road, light, light that blinded him and a voice that spoke to him and told him what to do and all he was told is go to someone's house and wait for somebody who will come and he will talk to you. But he got light and we seem to think it's just light that blinded him but this was light from god saul was once a murderer and when he interacted with god he became a different person so you could be having your agenda and your plan and orchestrating saying i have a problem with this person i need to confront them i need to have a conversation we need to make peace but they're such a difficult person they don't think they don't reason i'm just talking to a wall but when you leave it to God when you go to the prayer altar and say God tell me what I need to do but you tell me what the plan is because I don't know I'm unable I'm depending on you God steps in and can even change that person 360 so that when you meet them the next time they're clearly not the person you interacted with case in point soul light that shines out of darkness and darkness cannot comprehend and the next time we're hearing about Paul he's preaching he's enduring suffering he is a servant of Christ who was once a murderer what can God not do God can do the impossible you might have a stubborn person who is literally dark and having God step into their lives just because you asked him to to, to do it for you, to deliver. If God can talk to a tree and make it die, God spoke to a donkey, God speaks to stones, God brought out a coin from a fish, God parted the Red Sea, what can he not do? Give your life to God. Go to him and ask him for his plan for that situation. We can only know as much for our ways are not above his ways. Our thoughts are not above his thoughts. And it takes trust. It takes faith and it takes patience. And let no one lie to you. It is not easy. It is not easy. But you have to keep on building your faith and trust and patience in God. Because when God steps in, listen, we could see even the people who are with Saul knew something was happening and they were scared. That means the impact that was in Saul's life was felt by those around him. So when God moves, not only will you feel it, not only will you see it, but even the people around you will see it. Take that step, surrender to God, depend on Him, seek Him, and ask Him, what's the plan? And then be that person who can see the miracle, the deliverance delivered to you personally, and you can boast in your God and say, that is my God, my Yahweh, who gives me victory. I hope this is something that will encourage you as you face your adversities. Heavenly Father, I come before you asking you to bless the listener. I ask you to bless them as they receive this word. I ask you to give us the hearts to just let go and allow you to step in so we can hear from you and you can show us the way that we need to know. You can tell us what to do. And so this week as we start the week, I ask the listener to embrace your advice to embrace your guidance to embrace your direction for you are leading us to a path of light that will eliminate darkness that will have an impact not only to us but those who are around us ask that you receive our brokenness ask that you receive our iniquities ask that you receive the fact that we are truly contrite and whatever has left us and what is empty in us god fill it up Fill it up with your oil, fill it up with your blessings, fill it up with your presence. We just want more and more of you each day. And so as the listener starts their week, I pray for your knowledge. I pray for your wisdom and I pray for your spiritual understanding. Let it be imparted into us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy, Holy Jesus, keep on interceding for us for this specific request so that we can have spiritual illumination, so that we can have light, so we can be that light that shines out of darkness. And you can definitely tell us, Arise Maxine, for the glory of God is upon you. The light that shines in this world that is dark Gentiles will come to your rising and kings shall come to your brightness. I ask all this trusting and believing in you, Jesus Christ, and I pray that the listener has a blessed and favoured week. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a lovely weekend and have a lovely start to the week.